0: All right, hello everybody. Welcome back to Virtual Tavern. Welcome back to Fantasy Friday, uh, a podcast where we talk about all things sci-fi and fantasy. We are about halfway through our coverage of The Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring Extended Edition. Uh, Got that Extendocot going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go go gadget Extended Edition.
1: <laughs> go go gadget Extendocot.
0: Speaking of extended editions, Hunter, did you know that somewhere in like a Like a salt mine is stored hundreds of hours of like unseen footage of the Lord of the Rings. Like Peter Jackson's raw uncut version of it. There's more footage we have yet to see. Yeah. No. Like hundreds upon hundreds of hours, but it's all uncut and everything. And it's just raw footage, but still. So what you're saying is we storm Peter Jackson's house. We get the <laughs> location. Stor- storm the salt mine. They can't stop all of us. <laughs> it's like the area, storm area 51. They can't stop all of us. Yes. But on this uh, segment, on this week's episode, we have a very special returning guest.
2: Yes. And I have a joke.
0: Okay. What's the joke, Melanie?
2: What do you call a hobbit's party?
0: What, what do you call a hobbit party?
2: A little get together. I, hate, no, 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 I got one more. Uh, I hate you. One more. Why don't you ask ho- a hobbit for money?
1: Why?
0: Because they're going to come up a little short? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh. yeah.
0: Why do you do this to me?
2: That's, that's <laughs> my welcome back.
0: I hate you. Um, but anyway, uh, we are covering The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. We're about halfway through the film. Uh, our house cleaning shit. So... We didn't get any emails this week, but if you would like, you can always send us an email. That's contactvirtualtavern at gmail.com. Send us an email about anything. Um, If you send us an email about sci-fi, it'll be on uh, Sci-Fi Sunday when we read it. If you send us an email about fantasy, it'll be on Fantasy Friday. Um, But yeah, send us an email about anything, and we will get it back to you on the next podcast episode. our YouTube if you'd like to go subscribe to that we have little comedic YouTube shorts it is just virtual tavern at YouTube our TikTok if you're more into the uh, Zoomer brain rot you know that's totally fine it's virtual underscore tavern underscore podcast and that that's all of our socials. You're um, just
2: fucking old. Just get on the TikTok. Page.
0: I am on TikTok. You guys suck me into it.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you it. don't watch it. Just fucking watch it. Because I want to send you TikTok videos. I,
0: I fucking Hunter and Jeremy already send me TikTok videos. I'm like, fuck, you guys okay. suck me. You guys did it. You sucked me into it. I didn't want to be sucked I in. And you guys sucked me in anyway.
2: Hunter's TikToks versus mine. Oh, my God. His is fucking raunchy. When, not-
0: oh, dude. My, mine's fucking bad. Yeah. Fine. Start sending me TikToks.
2: Oh, uh, okay. So um, what's your TikTok? So our fans can send you rem- TikToks. I don't remember. Y- you sure?
0: <laughs> well, um, we'll
2: share it so you guys can send him some TikToks.
0: Please don't. <laughs> please don't. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's right. You know what? If you send them to our podcast's TikTok... Again, that's virtual underscore tavern underscore podcast. I can then forward to them. Yes. To Adam.
2: Please yes. Do that. Do, do, do that. that. Us- if you want to
0: reach out to us that way.
2: Yeah. And also like email us some jokes because I'm running low on jokes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so last thing we have to do before we get into the art episode is something called a talking point recap. So if you guys don't know, uh, we've been doing it a while. Talking Point Recap is an opportunity for us to reflect on the previous segment of whatever we covered. So in our last segment of Fantasy Friday, we covered the Council of Elrond. So Hunter, my Talking Point Recap for you is if Frodo wouldn't take the ring, like if he just flat out said no, who would you choose to take the ring in his place? Oh, You know that's kind of a hard choice. Mm -hmm. Um, You fucked me last week, so I'm going to fuck you this time.
2: That is a hard one.
3: Yeah,
0: you can answer too if you like.
2: Well, I'm going to let him answer because I think my answer is different than his, and I have reasons to mine.
0: Okay,
1: I would say probably Legolas because I think Mm. if you gave it to, um, obviously if you give it to uh, Boromir, that motherfucker is getting corrupted Immediately. immediately. And Aragorn
0: not long after.
1: Yeah. Like, he might be able to hold out for a while, but there's no way he's going to make it all the way there. A while. A, a while. A while. A <laughs> while. Um, and, I mean, we already know that Gandalf wants absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah.
2: Well, he already got angry, corrupted a little bit, so you can show why he can't hold it. So it has to be someone kind of here. Yeah. And I think that's why Frodo did it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, my answer would be Legolas. Okay. Uh, Melanie, what would your answer be?
2: I would choose Sam.
3: Yeah, because yeah. he has
2: pure of heart. Um, also like, no offense to Frodo, I wouldn't have Frodo mm-hmm. join him on the journey. I would have Merry and Pippin. Okay, because those two guys are funny as shit. And yeah, they, they would, are. They, they're okay. Besides them smoking a lot, they do. <laughs> solve problems because they're always getting into shit so i can see them helping him
0: yeah they're always being mischievous you know yeah i could see that especially with
2: like the spider scene and stuff i can see them solving a problem together well
0: well, later on in the film they do jump on the the trolls back and start stabbing the fuck out of it oh
2: yeah yeah. like okay so remember when i was doing a lot of research on lord of the rings and i asked you when we're watching the movie um i don't know if the scene comes up no, it doesn't, but I'm still gonna talk about it. Okay. When they were Mary and Pippin were held by the ogre guys uh uh-huh. and they forced him to drink this black goo.
0: Oh, the Urukai, yeah. Yeah.
2: I asked you, what what is that? What is the purpose of that? And you, you couldn't give me an answer. But then it turns out he did that on fucking purpose because he's smart as hell, because um it's a healing thing and it's also a boost to give them strength. Yeah. So that's why he was act- like acting desperate for water is because he knew that would give him a strength to give away. I could see that. Yeah.
0: But I think it was also blood that they fed him. And no, cold, it's it's a, it's,
2: I mean, it, it, I think it's mixed with blood, but it's.
0: It's like human blood, I it's, think.
2: What do they call it? It's essential or something. with Essential eight.
0: oils. <laughs> Dude, that's the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> elixir, you mean?
2: Yes, elixir. It's elixir. That's oh, what okay. it is. It's not, it's It's an not Estes blood. flask. <laughs> but it gives them like strength and stuff like that. That's why the ogres are always drinking it. It's an oh. elixir. So okay. that's why he pretends, yeah. Huh.
1: Gotta get that elixir to get the Dixer. Oh I, I annoy
2: Adam when we watch movies because I'm always asking him dumb shit, like, what's that stuff? And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. So I go and I look it up. I'm like, dude, that's really fucking cool. Like <laughs> um, Star Wars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I would have gone with Sam, but I feel like if Frodo doesn't go, Sam's not gonna go. Yeah. I feel like though well, he's are a servant.
0: Yeah. He's a slave.
2: But I see if he's I think he would have gone though, if because he has such a great heart and the corruption of this ring would put a lot of the people in danger. Yeah. That's why I do see him going. Yeah. Because he would want to save his little lady girl. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah,
2: that's yeah, true. He and would want Sam, that boost. Not my
0: gaffer.
1: Sam's not going to want anyone else to have to deal with the strange things that come from the ring. <laughs>
0: Did you really make a Stranger Things reference? Yes. I hate you. What's yes, your fucking I did. talking
1: with recap? <laughs> I uh, fucking hate mine, you. Mine, nice and easy for you this week. What was the most comedic moment from the last segment? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> when Bilbo was like, I'd sure like to hold it again one last time. And then he gets like the date rape eyes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the Bill Cosby look like, oh, boobity boobity boop. Give me see that ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine would have
1: been when... Uh, mary and pippin and all them were fucking eavesdropping on the council party (laughs)
0: you'll have to tie us home in a sack to get us to go home anyway you need people of intelligence on this sort of mission quest thing (laughs) thing (laughs) oh that rules you out (laughs) well that pretty much covers our talking point recap now we can go straight into the film we are pretty much at the exact halfway point so we are going to be like the whole fellowship we have the everyone nine companions able to uh fight the nine ring race but we talked about like all right do the four hobbits really count as like combatants
1: yeah because i mean like
0: (laughs) they're they're half men yeah but we (laughs) five and two men and and four ankle biters (laughs) yeah but we have the awesome ass fellowship intro everybody is walking over a you know a little mountain mountain uh preface <laughs> and we have the fellowship introduced one by one uh we have frodo sam mary pippin uh boromir aragorn the two men uh legolas of the woodland woodland realm and gimli son of gloin the dwarf
2: oh i love my gimli
0: Gim- gimli's pretty awesome He's, is that because he reminds America. you of adam maybe <laughs> I'm not short.
2: No, but you're. I'm 6'2, you cocksucker. You're, you're no, very but you're, strong, honey. And you got that personality of ooh, Gimli.
0: Tell me more. Tell, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> oh, I am a minor. <laughs> And yeah. around yeah oh. honey
2: but also hobbits <laughs> See, i'm trying
1: to make a fat joke you guys awesome. are like just going right on top I'm
0: like fuck both of you <laughs> but we have a cool little scene where the fellowship is camped out on like some rocks and everything and new zealand is fucking beautiful man like, yes it is
2: we want to take a honeymoon there
0: i know a like, second honeymoon. get an airbnb and everything you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> But Gandalf is smoking his peace and pipe on a rock. You know, he's all contemplating and everything. And Gimli, he's always like, We should be, why aren't we going the long way around? Because they're trying to go around the southern mountains, you know, going through the Gap of Rohan. And Gimli's like, Let's just go through the mines of Moria. You know, my cousin Balin's over there and everything. And Balin is one of the dwarves from the Hobbit series. Yeah. Um, he's the nice old like mentor to Thor and Oakenshield. Um Gimli obviously being the son of uh Gloin, who was also part of that group as well. But um Boromir has a cute little scene where he's like wrestling with the hobbits and everything <laughs> and he's sparring with them, he pretends to be cut, and then they no- they notice like on the horizon like a big black cloud. And he's like Gimli's like, it's a, just a what's a cloud? He's like, it's moving fast against the wind, and they realize it's a bunch of crows. Yeah and Saruman is like Saruman's like Gandalf right he has control over beasts and like animals so like we saw last episode how Gandalf was able to like send a message through a moth and get help to the eagles Gand- uh, Saruman can do the same thing he has control over these crows and they're basically his spies
3: yeah they're
1: his
0: fucking his UAV he got the kill <laughs> <laughs>
1: enemy UAV above
0: <laughs> Um but Gandalf realizes that they have no choice. They can't go through the gap of Rohan. That's way too close to Isengard. It's being watched. They'll send Urukai after them. Yeah. Um what are you saying, Mel?
1: <laughs> they take the heaven of the Isengard. They're yeah. taking the Isengard. to Isengard guard. I <laughs> I guard. To I saw you bouncing.
0: <laughs> but um they decide they have to go through the mountains, which, you know, obviously high altitude, lots of snow and everything. Um, but they have no other choice. They're not gonna go through the mines of Moria yet. They're going to try to go through the mountain pass. Yeah. Um, so, but everything's heavily snowed. Frodo has a little trip. He has a little tumble down the cliff <laughs> and he drops his ring and Boromir picks it up. You know, he's very well-meaning mean- and everything, but he's staring into it and he's obviously being corrupted. Just this small little gesture of picking it up and trying to give it back to Frodo. Yeah. Like it's supposed to show like. Dude, if this guy had two minutes alone to this ring, he'd be fucked.
2: Yeah. Well, and also, <laughs> that's a ring the wraith emotion. immediately. Like the emotion when you see Frodo's face, like the tears in the eyes, like he's watching these people that he kind of cares about be corrupted, and it's terrifying. Yeah. Because he feels that corruption himself and he's fighting the will.
0: Well, he knows firsthand, like what the ring does to people. Like he just saw Bilbo, you know, tried to like attack him. Mm-hmm. you know if anyone knows about the power of the corruption of the ring it's frodo yeah he doesn't want that to happen to his friends so he's obviously like terrified
2: i want to read the books
0: uh spotify has them on uh audiobook
2: because I, I like frodo but i feel like the movie doesn't do him justice
0: not really no
2: no and since uh, uh what did your grandpa say something about his age like he is way older than yeah. sam
0: Yeah, Frodo's like fifty something. And
2: that's why he's like calls him like Sir Frodo, because he's like he's fucking old.
0: Well also Sam is technically his uh Yeah, Sam is technically like his fucking employee. Yeah. You know, Frodo, they don't like to say it too much in the movies, but Frodo his is a (laughs) master. Like we're getting really close to like slavery terms, you know like almost like indentured servitude.
1: (laughs) Mass has nah, nah, got
0: me working. Days <laughs> never ending. Someday, mass has set me free. Shut
3: the fuck up, Cartman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Saruman gets wind from his crows and everything. Like so, you are trying to lead them over the Pass of Carondras, I think is what it's called. Yeah. And if that fails, where then will you go? And Saruman, yeah, I I don't know what kind of power he has, but he has some kind of power of the voice where he can like use his magical voice even hundreds of miles away. And he's trying to bring down the, like the mountain pass on them. Yeah. Um, there's a blizzard going and everything. And the fellowship is trapped in like three feet of snow. And obviously they have to like carry the hobbits, which is pretty funny because if not, they just die. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and this is kind of like a little, um, scene where we get to see Boromir actually cares about everyone here. Boromir is one of the first people that says if we keep going down this road it'll be the death of the little ones you know I really I don't hate it but I wish we got to see more of like Boromir just being a good guy
1: yeah yeah because they, they do kind of paint him as just like the almost like an antihero kind of a thing because of how easily um, he's able to get corrupted like they they focus yeah. so hard on that
0: yeah I, I I do understand you want to show like how easily the ring can corrupt you and everything but I've watched these movies enough times that where I see Boromir and I, I just think about his backstory. And we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like, his whole city is constantly under siege. He's constantly seeing people he knows and love die to the orcs. And yeah. his only driving force is he wants to find a weapon to stop that death. <laughs> like, can you imagine if you were in his shoes, dude? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, he's
1: it, his mindset is so different from... How most people have it set up, you know, like the, the, he's just constantly on edge. Like all he's ever really thinking about is where the next fight's going to be. Yeah. Unlike the, um, the hobbits, obviously, you know, they just constantly think about
0: when their next meal is. (laughs) So Melanie looked it up. Uh, so Saruman, uh, has a, he has a very powerful, you know, effect with his voice that, uh, he's able to even like lull people and armies with the power of his voice. But basically, uh, Saruman is bringing down the mountain and everything, and the whole fellowship are trying to debate like, what do we do? We should. uh, Boromir wants to go through the Gap of Rohan still. Yeah, you know, we should go back to the Gap of Rohan and take the west road to Minas Tirith. Um, but obviously that would get close the ring closer to the hands of men. Yeah, you know, that's a danger in and of itself. Uh, Gimli is saying we should be taking the mines to Moria. You know, he's like really trying to hammer it down. Like, dude, my cousin Ballin, he'll like throw a feast for us and everything.
1: Yeah, dude, we're gonna have some fucking fine ass food. Gonna There's be, gonna
0: be honeys down there for us. We're gonna be ballin' with Ballin'.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but Gandalf is basically like, uh, we'll let the Ring bearer decide. And then Frodo, he makes the best decision he can. He doesn't know anything about the world and like the dangers and everything. So he take he knows that if he tries to go through the gap of Rohan, he's seen the danger of men. Yeah. So he's like, well, let's take my chance with the doors, right? Let's go through the, the we, will go, we will go through the mines. And Gandalf has this terrified look on his face. Like, ah, fuck. So be it. <laughs> Fine. I will fight the Balrog. Fine. I'll do it myself. <laughs> but yeah, Gandalf is like, "Oh, fuck. I know what's going to be down in those mines, you know? And it cuts to a scene with Saruman. He's like, you know what it is they speak of. They've, the dwarves uh, delve too greedily and too deep. And it turns out that in the minds of Moria is a Balrog of Morgoth, which is essentially like a doom level fucking demon. <laughs> but before we get into that, Mel, you wanted to talk about Gimli's prosthetics?
2: Yeah, okay, so you can see in the movie um, where it looks like the actor of Gimli, I can't remember his name, he, um, his eyes look swollen. So, since me and Adam watched a lot of behind the scenes, this badass of an actor was highly allergic to the latex. Yeah. And all of the stuff that he had to put on, he went and he powered through all of those scenes with severe allergic reactions. Yeah,
0: on a daily basis, it was fucking with him. Yes,
2: and I know we talk about how uh, like the actor for Legolas, um, well, we haven't talked about it, but you know you guys are going to talk about him, how he broke a rib yeah but i was like okay compared to those two
0: his daily suffering his
2: daily suffering that poor man like couldn't see he had to ice his face yeah yeah it was pretty bad but you can see it like i just saw it like in just a huge scene.
0: inflammation in his face and everything
2: yeah i think that's why they did a lot of side views of gimli because his poor freaking eyes
0: yeah did you know he's also the voice of treebeard
3: No. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's fucking cool. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, Treebird and Gimli, they're the same same guy. (laughs) It's like, uh, little orcs,
3: (laughs) (laughs) Borarum.
0: But, uh, yeah, Gandalf is basically Mm. like, let us go through the minds of the Moria, so be it, and everything. And, obviously, a Balrog of Morgoth. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about the minds of Moria, so I got something to talk about that I learned from a podcast. But, so be it. And they... It's cool. Sarmon opens up a page with like the mines of Moria, and you can see like the door of Durin. Yeah, and I love that design, man. I, I before I got my uh, Gondor tattoo, that was the tattoo idea that I wanted was the door of Durin, like, like the big glowing blue door. Yeah. that you see when they try to go into the mines.
1: That uh, one's really fucking cool. Maybe you could get that on like the other side.
0: Yeah, that's true. Just Aventura's get the door balanced out. Oh yeah, that's actually a good idea. Um, but. We have an extended scene here. It's, uh, And I kind of understand why it was cut. It doesn't really add anything. Gandalf is basically asking Frodo, how is the ring and everything? And you feel its power growing and everything. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> Allie wants to say hi. You feel the power of the ring growing and evil will dwell. Like it'll start tearing the fellowship from within. Yeah. And Gandalf has the snide little look towards Boromir. <laughs> it's like even Gandalf knows that Boromir is going to be the first one to turn yeah but um, well I mean he's just made it they've made it so obvious
1: that if he gets a hold of the ring and like you said you know two minutes and
0: dude's like insta ring wraith. like there's there is no saving his soul (laughs) um but Gimli says the walls of Moria and we get to see like this big overhead shot of like this huge ass cliff base and <laughs> dwarf doors are invisible when uh, what was it closed and everything? A little nod back to the Hobbit. Yeah, you know, because they had to have the key, the key that was given by Thorin's grandfather,
3: right? Uh, to get inside,
0: inside, I think so. I th- I can't remember. It was either his father, like Thrain. Yeah, 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 it was Thrain. Um, but this is the same thing, right? Like, there's some kind of hidden mechanic to where they can get inside this door. And the door is revealed by moonlight and a little snippet. the minds of Moria and specifically this door were built, I think in the first or second age when dwarves and elves were really close friends. Like it goes to show that the elves and dwarves weren't always like this bitter, you know, adversary towards one another. Yeah. There was once a point in history where they were very close friends and they collaborated on a lot of things. What are you laughing about?
1: Uh, just thinking about, like, the rivalry the rivalry between um, the dwarves and elves had me thinking about the Battle, battle of Helm's Deep. Oh, oh. You to toss me, but don't tell the elf. Don't tell the elf?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not a word. <laughs> oh. Dude, I'm so excited to get to that part. Shall I describe it to you? <laughs> or would you like me to find you a box?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Gandalf, he's trying to find a way inside the dwarf door. I don't understand why Gimli doesn't know how to get inside. You would think Gimli would know how to get inside this dwarf door. Maybe he's never actually been there, though. Well, That's true. Go ahead.
2: Um, so, yeah, I guess, that, I mean, if you think about it, like from the Amazon TV show that they had for the Lord of the Rings.
0: Uh-huh, the Rings of Power.
2: They stopped talking about it. Like, they stopped talking about the elves and the rivalry.
0: Oh. So, I
2: think it's like more of like those hush-hush things because... Um the dwarves and the elves wanted to protect this thing like mm. the older ones I think.
0: It also could just be lost knowledge that, you know, it very um, well could be. You know, the orcs did eventually conquer Moria, so maybe that knowledge was lost with those dwarves that died in Moria. Yeah. You yeah. know, thousands of years ago.
2: Well, plus uh, Gandalf, he uh, he envisioned his own death. That's why he was scared to even take this path. He did? Yeah, it's part of the book, though, I guess. When I was looking up, like, things about the drinks, it, like, that's why he was terrified. Oh,
0: I actually didn't know that. He saw his own death. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah, he saw right. his...
2: That's why he was terrified. He knew it was going to happen.
0: Holy shit, I didn't know that. But uh, Gandalf is able to read the inscription. It says, speak, friend, and enter. And, of course, fucking Frodo is the only one that, uh, to be able to decipher it. We got to make Frodo relevant to the plot somehow, I guess. Yeah. So he's like, oh, it's, a, it's a riddle. Gandalf, what's the elvish word for friend? Melon. <laughs> M- you mean melon? Uh, M- no, no, it's melon. <laughs> you, no, dude, it's fucking melon. And then it's the door's l- like, Levi-o-so, not Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's melon, not melio <laughs> I hate you Bob. We constantly make Harry Potter references here.
2: Yeah, stop it.
0: <laughs> but it's so easy. At
2: least you guys aren't making Star Wars reference. I think that kind of got random for you guys. Uh,
0: we did, actually. Did Blow that know? hunk of junk
3: <laughs> out <laughs> of the, the sky! sky!
0: <laughs> but the door opens and everything, and there's rustling in the water. So there's something in... There's a nearby lake and everything. They go inside the, the door, and they discover that all the dwarves have been dead for a long time. You know, they still have, like, goblin arrows in them and everything. And, you know, orc weapons are still impaled. (laughs) And they call it a mine. A mine, Gimli. (laughs) But Boromir's like, this is no mine. This is a tomb. And they discover all the bodies around them. And they're like, everyone, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. (laughs) But they they try to go out. And a big-ass tentacle grabs Frodo, you know, from the nearby lake and everything. And we don't know this yet but this is something described as the watcher in the water. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to bring this up again here in a little bit when we get to the Bridge of Casa Doom. Well, actually, we won't get to that part here in this episode. But next episode, I have something really cool to talk about, the watcher in the water. He's probably most likely, uh, in, in the books, referenced as something called the, un, the Unknown Ones. Or when Gandalf falls into that precipice after fighting the Balrog, he discovers like a bunch of Lovecraftian, like Cthulhu level monsters. Yeah. That are like the, the the most horrifying thing you could possibly fucking imagine. <laughs> and the watcher in the water is most likely one of those like creatures. Yeah. We'll go more into that next episode, but
2: it's fucking alien. That's what he looks like. A bigger version of like the little aliens that go on your people's face.
0: The face hugger? Yes. That's
2: <laughs> what he looks like. He looks like a big gigantic fucking face hugger.
0: He does. But the whole fellowship are, you know, chopping off the tentacles and everything. Legolas shoots him in the fucking eye. And they all, like, back in the cave. And the Watcher, you know, this big, like, octopus-looking thing just brings down the whole door.
1: Yeah, fucking, they got the Kraken chasing am back into the Mines of Moria. Yeah.
0: Um, but Gandalf, he lights his staff and everything. Like, thank God for his staff. Otherwise, they'd be fucked. Yeah. There's no light source whatsoever. So if they didn't have Gandalf's little crystal in his staff, they're dead.
2: Well, plus how they did that behind the scenes with that stuff, it was a it was literally a light bulb with a, a, a extension cord that rang throughout the entire studio. Really? Yeah. Even
0: I didn't know that. That's cool.
2: We watch the th- you fucking fall asleep all the time when we watch movies and we watch behind the scenes. So I'm sitting there watching it all, like all interested.
0: Honey, I, how do
2: you fucking? Know? We're gonna rewatch it. Honey,
0: there's thirty plus hours of extended scenes. I'm not gonna remember every um, little thing. You watch,
2: you watch the Lord of the Rings, and that's like. All I've of been them. watching
0: these since I was fucking twelve.
2: You're gonna rewatch it because I watched all this shit in Portland and I remember. Okay, it.
0: I will rewatch the extended My- behind the scenes.
2: See, even Ali, <laughs> You're your gigantic
0: But Gandalf is like, we have now but one choice. We must face the long dark of Moria. And they don't describe it well in the movie, or they don't reference it, but Gandalf and Aragorn have actually passed through the minds of Moria once before. I think when they were searching for Gollum the first time. Interesting. Like, I didn't know that. A couple years ago, yeah. So that Aragorn and Gandalf have made this journey before. So... My question would be,
1: then, if they've already gone through this, why would Gandalf not know how to open that door? Like, was it already
0: open or? I think there's multiple uh, ways to get inside the Mines of Moria. There's not just that one door.
1: Yeah. And I guess that would make sense because, like, you're going to want to have escape routes and, you know, things like that. So that way just in case someone happens to discover one entrance, you can uh, potentially block that off and then uh, they're going to be sealed there and they're not going to be able to get further in.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I I,
1: guess that makes sense. I didn't think about that aspect.
0: Yeah, there is a big ass main door that I think you can use to get inside the mines of more. And that's most likely where they went the first time many years ago.
1: Yeah, that door that we got to see in um, the Uh, Hobbit movies. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, There's multiple ways to get inside the mine. I think this is just one of the ways. um, And Gandalf didn't know about this one. And that's probably why in the scene coming up where Gandalf reaches like the three way intersection. Gandalf doesn't know which way to go. Yeah, because there's so many different directions that you can go. Yeah, like, once you get inside the Mines of Moria, it's basically a city. Yeah. Like, there's so many routes and directions that you can go. Like, if you don't have a good bearing of your directions, you'll wander aimlessly and just starve and die. Yeah, But Gandalf approaches, like, a three-way intersection, and he's like, I have no memory of this place.
3: <laughs> and
0: uh, he has to sit there for, like, a good hour or two, and everyone's just like fuck Gandalf doesn't know. Yep. If Gandalf doesn't know, we're all fucked. Yeah, exactly. But Pippin, we got to remember that they're still here. You know, Pippin says, Mary, what? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, you. <laughs> this is not the time. <clears throat> yeah, that, this is, this is not the time for second breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> But Frodo notices down below that there's some rustling in the bush, rustling in the bushes. <laughs> You're in the bushes. But Frodo, all terrified, and everything, goes to Gandalf, and he says, uh, "There's something down there. It's Gollum." <laughs>
1: yeah, I like how he's able to instantly pinpoint what the fuck it is that's behind them without even having to look.
0: Yeah, it kind of it must like rub Gandalf the wrong way. Like him and Aragorn tried to hunt down Gollum, but now that they have the ring, like. G- Gollum comes to them. Yeah, it's kind of like a bitter fucking sweet victory. Like you motherfucker. Yep. We spent like a whole year trying to track you down, and now you're following us. <laughs> it's Gollum, like all set, like all fucking bitter, like that motherfucker. <laughs> Goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I wonder
1: too, like <clears throat> if the reason Gollum's able to find them is because he was corrupted for so long. Like the ring literally pulls to him, or pulls him uh, to the ring. I guess.
0: Yeah, maybe like a little bit of a, like a ring wraith effect.
1: Yeah, like, uh, it left some sort of, um, uh, I don't know, like, stain or a tracker on him to where he's able to kind of Mm. somewhat sense it sort of a thing.
0: Yeah, I could see that. But Gandalf and Frodo, like, this is why I love these movies, man. There's a scene right happening right now where, like, it really resonates with me. Like, I, I watched these movies as a kid growing up, and it taught me, like, a lot of life lessons, you know, the morality, good and evil, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And Gandalf, you know, Frodo says it's a pity Bilbo didn't kill him when he had the chance. And Gandalf chimes in, you know, the voice of reason, pity. It was pity that stayed Bilbo's hand. Yeah. Do not be so quick to dish out life and death. Some, <laughs> some that live deserve death. Some that die deserve life. Can you truly give it to them, Frodo? Are you judge, jury, and executioner? Y- you know? Yeah. Even the very wise cannot see all ends, you know? Even if you, basically that sums up even if you've committed great horrible things in your life, you still have the capacity for good and good people, you know, they still have the capacity for evil thing, you know? Yeah. You, you can't see the end of someone's journey, you know, and, and dish out judgment sometimes like that. Like yeah. Deciding whether or not they live or should die.
1: Yeah. It's kind of cool to get to see this little scene with them um, and have it to where <clears throat> we see like, just because, you know, that that there are these evil creatures, like, There's still that moral compass that uh, involves whether or not they get a live or die, especially coming from Gandalf, who's seen so much bullshit over the years.
0: Yeah. And that's why I love these movies. It's when it boils down to it. It's a story of good versus evil, right and wrong, having strong morals and everything. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I feel confident of like showing these movies to my daughter when she grows up because it has strong messages, strong, you know, moral centers, you know, things that you can take with you as you grow up. Yeah. You know. The difference between right and wrong good and evil you know things to live by but Gandalf is like oh I know where to go and everyone's like he's remembered no but this way doesn't smell so fucking shitty <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt Mr. Mariodic always follow your nose <laughs> so he's just winging it Let, oh yeah let's be honest he's just winging it he's just like um eeny meeny miny that one <laughs> <laughs> pretty much you have a one to three chance <laughs> But the whole fellowship, they're going down this long-ass corridor, and you can see these massive-ass, like, pillars holding up, you know, the cave. Yeah. They're, these things are fucking, like, at least 200 stories high. Yeah, they're they're balls deep in this thing. They're balls deep. And it makes me wonder, like, dude, I wish we could see the city in its prime. We do get to see a little bit in the Rings of Power, but, like, that whole big-ass chamber is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I want to see that bitch hustling and bustling, and... Like that's the only reason I would watch rings of power season two is to see the dwarves in, yeah. in their prime, but there's a little side chamber and Gimli immediately hauls ass and Gandalf's like Gimli, hold on. And their worst fears have been confirmed. Basically Balin, um, who was Gimli's like great uncle or whatever. I think I-, I forget how exactly they're related. Yeah. Um, But he led an expedition of dwarves here many years ago to try to reclaim Moria. You know, him and uh, who was the little nerdy dwarf? You know, with the one with the little slingshot. Oh, I can't fucking remember his name off the top of my head. But he's here, too. He's the one with the book. He's dead, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, right here where uh, Gandalf picks up a book off a skeleton. That's that dwarf, too. The one with the slingshot right here. That's him. He's dead. I forget his name, like Fili, Kili, Dwarvenoien, Dwarf above. I can't remember. I can't remember. But man, he's the one with the s- he's the one with the slingshot, the younger one in the Hobbit series. Got it. But Balin obviously died, and the whole company of dwarves that came here to reclaim the city of Moria have perished. Yeah, they were boxed in by the goblins and everything, and they have a book here that recorded like the the story of this company. And tw- we love the company. <laughs> 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 fucking lethal company reference. Yeah. But Gandalf is reading this book and is like, they have passed through the bridge and the second hall. We cannot get out. It's like fucking creepy, man. Like they're writing their last their last words basically. Yeah. And cannot get out. And the last little scribbles are written so fast, and then he, the guy gets shot with an arrow. It's like, <laughs> fuck, 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 write it down, write it down. <laughs> shit 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 it's like an rpg where you you know you stumble across like a notebook and it's written literally moments before they die yeah it's like wait you spent like the last five seconds of your life writing in your journal
1: (laughs) well you know what like i guess it kind of makes sense because you want to have it to where whoever it is that finds you knows what happened
0: yeah but that kind of sucks right like ballin was a cool character and everything and he just wanted to reclaim the city of Moria, and his whole company died. They were killed by the orcs and everything. Yeah, they were pinned in. They have cave trolls and everything. And Gimli, obviously, is he's pissed. He's distraught. Like that was his family member. That was his fam- his people. Yeah, you know the one hope to reclaim Moria. He was so excited to come here. Be like ballin will throw us a feast. You know he'll get bitches on us. You know. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have some bearded bearded baddies on us. Bearded baddies. <laughs>
1: but uh, but yeah like you know they they start wandering through moria and it's it's like they're saying when they first got there it's it's more
0: or less a tomb now as opposed to an actual mine yeah but up until now we haven't had any sign of any like goblins or orcs or any foul creatures besides the watcher in the water yeah and pippin of course is fucking with a dead body twists an arrow and the head falls off into a well and it's like when you're trying to, like, not wake up your parents at, like, 1 a.m. and make a burrito, but you've dropped a spoon and it yeah. wakes up the whole household. Yeah, but as soon as you drop it, you're just like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then your dad wakes up. Go to fucking bed. The fuck you doing in the kitchen? <laughs> but the, la- the, the severed head makes the loudest, like, ting, tong, bang gong, gong, gong. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. And Pippin's like, fuck.
1: Fuck! It won't stop. It sounds like he was trying to name an Asian baby when he dropped it
0: down. Oh, <laughs> ching chong bing bong. Bing <laughs> That's fucked. But Gandalf, he has this like look of death on him. Gandalf treats Pippin like shit. This whole series of films, he really does though. And <laughs> he says the worst fucking thing, like full of a toque. Throw yourself in next time and rid us of your stupidity. <laughs> That's a very classy way of saying kill yourself next time. Yeah. We don't fucking need you. Just just jump. We don't Gandalf Gandalf advocating for Pippin's suicide confirmed. But we get to see a scene of like the the three way intersection that they just passed through starts getting illuminated with torches and you start hearing like drums like dun, 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 dun and when you we just read the book, right? They talked about drums in the deep. are like, "Off, oh, fuck, yeah." We're about to meet the same fate that they did. Yeah, and that's a good. I think this is probably a good place to stop. Uh, they go to like close the door and everything, and Boromir gets shot with a few arrows, like on the door. Yeah, maybe a little foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Boromir's like, they have a cave troll, and they try to bar the door and everything, and Gimli's like, "Let them come." There's one dwarf in Moria that still draws breath. He's standing (laughs) on the tomb, you know, trying to get a high advantage and everything. Yep. But the whole fellowship, they're like trying to like bar the door and everything. They're waiting for the fucking goblins to come through. And this is probably a good point to stop. I mean, after here is like another fucking 30 minute section. So I think this is probably a good place to stop.
1: Yeah. What One thing I want to touch on with this this particular part, you know, with them wanting to try to bar the doors. They're basically doing exactly what the dwarves did when they got boxed in here. (laughs) How many times we got to
0: teach you this lesson, old man. (laughs) But yeah, that's the that's pretty much the episode. We have the fellowship. You know, it's it's freshly formed and everything. They set out on their adventure. You know, Gandalf is like the line leader and everything. He's the wise guru. Saruman tries to like cast a few vocal spells and everything to like thwart their plans. Saruman's constantly on their ass, you know, spying on them, trying to like redirect them, you know. Yep. And they have to go through the mines of Moria. The Watcher in the Water tries to grab them, you know. Uh they get trapped inside the mines. Gollum is following them. We haven't really touched on that very much.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like we'll get to touch on that a little bit more maybe next episode or episode after that. Yeah. Um I can't really remember his presence being felt too terribly much in Not the first in this movie. One. No. Yeah, I feel like he comes in more to play in the second one. Yeah, second they, and definitely the third.
0: They just try to sprinkle that in a little bit. Yeah, you know?
1: be a fucking salt day with salt Gollum, ba- Gollum
0: <laughs> Day. <laughs> but yeah, there's not really much else to say. It's just some really cool, like, moral scenes that we get to see with Gandalf and everything. You know, him playing, like, the father figure of the group and everything. Um, Frodo having to make decisions as the ring bearer and yeah, there's not really much else to say. Hunter, do you have anything you want to add or talk about?
1: Um, no, I think we, uh, I think we pretty well covered it. So, um, uh, I mean, it's, it is kind of interesting that they ended up getting boxed into the exact same room that yeah. the, the previous dwarves did. So, um, for those of you who haven't watched or read this series,
0: it'll be interesting for you to find out how they get out of the situation. Yeah. I am super excited. Like I, I spoiled it a little bit, but I'm super excited to talk about next episode because a few podcasts I listened to about Lord of the Rings. And this is something that I didn't even know. Yeah. When Gandalf falls and plummets to his death. Um, well, he, he actually doesn't plummet to his death in that moment, but he does fall and like he fa- fights the Balrog later and then dies. But when he was down there, basically it's like the farther down you go, the, it's basically the farther close to hell you get. Like there's, there's ancient fucking monsters down there that I think are called the unknowable things. I'll have to remember, look it up and uh, refresh my memory. But Gandalf, he meets these like unknowable things and they're basically like Lovecraftian Cthulhu level monsters, you know, monstrosities and everything like things that are so terrifying that when Gandalf comes back, he doesn't want to talk about them at all. (laughs) <laughs> that's how fucking terrifying these things are. Yeah. That they've been here since like the beginning of time and they've just been hiding down here in like basically the pits of hell. Yeah. Like I really want to talk about that. I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't know about that and then when I learned about it from one of my the podcasts I listened to about Lord of the Rings, I'm like, dude, that is heavy metal as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking these, Doom Slayer shit. <laughs> but, well, yeah, essentially that just but like even scarier. Yeah. You know, like these monsters with like thousands of eyes and you know and you know several rows of teeth and, you know tentacles and fucking like cthulhu level monsters like these big ass monstrosities that are misshapen and disformed and disfigured no! <laughs> <laughs> like they had to be fucking terrifying if gandalf when he comes back to the fellowship doesn't want to talk about it
3: i don't want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> but this has been virtual tavern a podcast where we talk about all things sci-fi and fantasy. Um catch us next time where we talk about the bridge of causa of doom and the breaking of the fellowship. But uh that's it. Y- you guys can go now. <laughs> you yeah. you can stop listening now.
3: Yeah, you guys gets-
0: <laughs> change the channel what are you doing what are you what are you guys still doing here (laughs) imagine if i just left it recording and we just talk about our day
1: (laughs) oh dude that'd be fucking hilarious like i just
0: leave the recording going for another 30 minutes and just be like so you you playing helldivers yet yeah yeah we just talk casually (laughs) like are you
1: guys still fucking here (laughs) (laughs) dude that'd be fucking awesome
0: (laughs) but anyway my name is adam edgar and i am hunter chambliss and we will catch you guys on the next fantasy friday kachiga Bye.